0: This, I mean, this is why the lesbian vampire genre is king. Because you, you know, Renfield is always the best character in any vampire movie, bar none. But then, when you have hot, hot lesbian vampire Renfield, I mean, five stars. Into it, into it. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, gorehound Julia Marquesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. Eww. Hey everybody, so uh, we have a promotion from Arrow Video that we're really excited to share with you all. Arrow Video has a streaming service, they also do Blu-rays in the UK and the US with really, really cool cult and horror titles. So you can get 50% off your first three months on Arrow with the code HMSG Arrow, all one word. If you sign up today, you can get a full 30-day free trial and then your first three months after that will be half price. So this offer is valid to brand new subscribers and can be only redeemed online at arrow-player.com. Terms and conditions apply. We're super, super excited to be uh, having this promotion with Arrow because they have really cool films on their site. And we hope that this will help you find them out. Alrighty. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am Julia. And I'm Terry. This week, we're talking about 1971's Daughters of Darkness. Title of this episode is Mother Sends Regards. And the title of the tagline for this movie is an erotic nightmare of vampire lust. I mean, that's a tagline, right?
1: That's, we're in. Like, that's like why we're watching these, right? Like, that was like the in. We're like, we need these sexy vampire movies. So I'm very excited to get into this round of
0: like sexy lesbian vampires. Yes. Oh my God. Why not? I mean, I don't know if you guys know that Lesbian vampires is an entire subgenre, like bigger than you think it is. Like you could delve deep into this subgenre. We love it. Um, I would like to point out that most of these are actually bisexual vampires, but you know, we'll go lesbian for the blanket term (sighs) for this time.
1: I love that. And um, that is actually very correct here with semantics. Thank you so much. My you, dear, you're my so welcome. I just like to point out
0: they're actually bisexual vampires, but. Wait, actually, wait, actually, I love it. Um, and it's so great because
1: I was actually at Cinephile Video the other day to grab one of these and they were actually recommended more because they're like, oh, yeah, that is a whole genre. And they like had more recommendations for us, too. I was like, all right, guys you know what's up. Thank you, Cinephile. <laughs> oh, we love
0: Cinephile. So this movie was written by Jean Ferry and Pierre Giraud and directed by Harry Kummel. Um, this movie, so I had seen this movie, I had done a film programming series a couple of years ago in London at the Genesis Cinema, and Edgar Wright had also programmed, um, and Kim Newman as well. And that's where I saw this movie for the first time. And and it blew my mind. And I was so into it. And I was like, how have I never seen this? I am so mesmerized by this movie. So I am very, very excited to talk about it today. Um, I just showed it to my parents. My dad gives it a thumbs up. He doesn't like anything. So this is, you know, it's good when my dad's like, I like it.
1: It's a big deal. No, I was like, oh, stamp of approval from pop. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we watched this recently at our friend's movie night too. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Hell yeah, we got to talk about this movie. It's so good,
0: definitely. So, and I love that this has this movie has a very specific feel and look that I, is very unusual. You have very early seventies in Belgium, but also yeah. in like the sea coast where nobody goes in winter, Belgium. So I was like, that's so specific. I really it is, like
1: it. Yeah, that's what really I think grounds it too, and also is really great kind of for like the like Dracula style legend that you're getting because it's like it's cold. But you've also got the sea, so you've got that element of like you know, Dracula usually comes in you know on the boat and like brings plague or whatever. So he's got to come on in. So you're like, oh, she's but a fancy like yacht lady countess like vampire, you know maybe. Um, but it's Belgian, French, and German production, so you're getting this very like crossover of Europe, and they even allude to that. I love that in the beginning, kind of of the of the movie as we get this newlywed couple. And in one of the scenes, you know, after they have this beautiful train scene, but they're back at this gorgeous hotel that they end up staying at and she's trying to read the paper, you know, in like it's in Flemish, you know, Uh and like I just love the jokes of like, but you're German, you could you should be able to read that. And it's like that's so European of like traveling through and like. You can kind of make out things because they look vaguely familiar, but they're not quite right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of puts you off in that unsettled, unkilter, kind of like, I feel like I should know what's going on, but I don't. Mm-hmm. So it informs the characters really nicely uh, using that really specific setting and cross cultural pollination. Yeah, uh, I would say.
0: Yeah, really specific and unusual. I love it. So we opened this movie with a, a groovy train sex scene. And I'm like, you know, just give us what we want. Boobs out the gate. Here we are. titties. Yep. On board. I was like, in the first good job, minute.
1: movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really all it takes for our stamp of approval, right? It's like, do you have tits in the first minute? Thumbs up. Five stars. That's how you
1: know it's like a good scary movie, though, right? Like I then I learned that from like Tales from the Crypt. Like I feel like it's like within a minute you got to see some boobs, or yeah, else we're not going to finish watching them. But movie, I love right? I
0: love how De Palma turns that around on you in Carrie. It's like like oh yeah, boobs locker scene, and then just turns terrible so quickly. I love that. Uh, Beautiful. So uh, they we have a young couple, Stefan and Valerie, who have just been married and are now going to see his mother who lives in England, and. It's such an unusual marriage right away because uh, she asks if he loves her, and he's like, "No, you don't love me." That's like, yeah, oh. and they go
1: right back and forth, and they're like, "Oh, okay." They this is a couple that does not say they love each other. Mm-mm. Like, I'm wondering how long they've known each other. Like, if it seems was like a super, really quick, like they just met. Like, yes. I feel like they were like, "Okay, like, okay, yeah, sure." And she's like, "Well, if you want to be with me, you must marry me." I just imagine her being like that kind of a girl or something mm-hmm. um, of this era. Even though she's probably hooked up with the- enough guys, but still like she was like this one. She was like, I need this one. Like I'm gonna yeah. snag
0: him. Yes. And she seems way more into him than he seems into her. Stefan is And also of- a little bit
1: about the money, maybe.
0: I'm yeah, wondering. Maybe. Uh she keeps asking about the manner. That's very true. Uh, but he has kind of like a slightly cold distance kind of feel to him, Stefan. He's I mean, they're both like European 70s hot as fuck, but
1: that's what I was like, that cold thing too that I'm just like, uh. Like, ignore me. Oh, my God.
0: How do I want you more. Oh, God.
1: Alone. Oh, God. So relatable. British men that are standoffish that I fall in love with. Oh, no, not. nope. Okay. Oops. Not
0: a type at all. Speaking about myself too much. <laughs> so they uh, wind up at this uh, abandoned. I mean, not abandoned, but empty hotel on this in Ostend, which is off the coast of Belgium. And uh, they going to check in there's nobody else in the hotel they're the only guests so they get to have the big fancy bridal suite um and so she says well why don't you call your mother they were supposed to go on but like we have to say here call your mom and tell her that we're coming but he's real weird about his mom and like really doesn't want to talk to his mom you're like okay there's something going on we don't know exactly what so she you know he in front of her tells the concierge to ring his mother but then slips him a note that says say there's no reply so you're like okay He's already. With, like, and also
1: not just a note with a nice fat tip to be like, make
0: sure this gets done properly, kind, sir. That's how you do it, man. What do you want? If you want to get what you want to get done, a little money never hurt nobody. Truth, truth, truth.
1: So, yeah. So it's it's real cagey and weird, that little moment. But um, the deception is, you know, goes goes fine. because um, They go up upstairs and, you know. Decide to like shower and stuff too which is like oh great he puts Mm -hmm. on that little robe that i'm just like obsessed with shorty shorty (laughs) robe the little shorty robe that he has a little short red robe and little slippers but then they um go down to dinner um and um have a little dinner for two and
0: yeah and then this this car pulls up um, mm-hmm. so this is, my dad was obsessed with this car in this movie. Can I just tell you? He like kept being like, what kind of car is that? I can't tell. It looks like this one, but it's not quite that. Like he kept going on about it. So we had to look it up. Um, so for you car nuts out there, that is a Bristol 403. There were like less than 500 made. It's an incredibly specifically weird car. And I was like, See, there you that's are. That's why he
1: had to ask. Cause it's like that kind of expensive vehicle. I love that. Like, of course, like this, like countess would only have something that like, One in a handful of people basically are driving around Europe and no one else has ever seen
0: before. Yeah, so now we get a small deeper detail into the Countess's life. Care of my dad. Thanks, Dad. Uh, So this is when we get our introduction to the Countess Elizabeth Bathory. And let me tell you, I cannot think of another time I've been so hypnotized by a vampire the second they walk on screen. I... So in love with Delphine Seyrig in this movie. It just, like I am, I am literally Renfield. I would be like, I will, I'm under your spell. I will do anything you ask. I know I will you not be, it. I will not be wonderfully yeah. rewarded. I get it. And I'm you okay with that.
1: A hundred percent get like how anybody could fall for her, yes. like in a
0: heartbeat. Like even Jeez. if you're not gay at all, you just be like, yes, please. I mean. No matter
1: what, where you fall on the spectrum, you're going to be on the spectrum all of a sudden. Cause like, at least like it's just for her. Yes. Um, stunning she has that old movie star magnetism like yeah, they really like styler like,
0: like a Greta Garbo or Marlene Dietrich mm-hmm. like very 30s classic glamour
1: like the perfectly coiffed hair the perfectly like red lipstick and then like these piercing eyes um and then they have her as like, she's in her like travel outfit basically like with like the little um veil over her eye kind of like that's mm-hmm. just even highlighting her even more and how beautiful she is drawing more attention to that like beautiful like just like a bird-like face, you know, like mm-hmm. these like high cheekbones and perfect little nose.
0: I feel like so. she's the kind of woman that would she would walk into a room and stop conversation. Like the entire room would fall silent.
1: She does. It's like a Cinderella moment when she walks into the ball. You know what yeah. I mean though? And everyone's like, who's that woman? Like, yes.
0: absolutely. Um, uh, she the, probably
1: does that everywhere she goes, which is probably why
0: she doesn't go everywhere, you know? Yeah. She just calls so <laughs> much attention to herself because she's so fucking mm-hmm. gorgeous. So the concierge, is it gives her the look that everybody gives her, right? Where you're just kind of like knocked askance, can't really talk. But we find out the reason that he's so flustered is because he remembers her from being a bellboy at the same hotel 40 years ago, but said she looks exactly the same and she's like oh no that was my mother and he's like mm,
1: no it, it's so. you. you like like nothing's different about you like and I think that's also one of those faces that you don't forget no you know like that's like that seeing that as like a you know a formative young boy he was probably like smitten with her too you know and I'm just sure. like her face and probably committed that to memory and if he was the one helping her with her bags and bring stuff to her room I feel like he's got a good handle on remembering her um
0: she plays it oh, yeah. pretty cool, though. You know, she kind of shrugs it off in that in that vampire way, and uh, then we see her her Renfield who comes in who is like the most adorable little European schoolgirl with this haircut that shouldn't work on anyone. And yet she pulls it off and it's somehow hot. It's
1: like the Dorothy Hamill from the 70s. It's like such a classic little Bob, like little like um, Flemish uh, paint boy, Dutch boy <laughs> 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 haircut, basically. Um, But she has like the perfectly beautiful, like red pow- pouty pouty lips, gorgeous piercing like blue eyes and dark hair. And she's gorgeous as well. So them together, it's like who, are, who is this tag team? That's her secretary? Okay. Uh huh. Sure. And should we see As her a like. a hot secretary. Yeah. And
0: who she pets like a little dog when she feels like it. Like, ooh, man. Uh, so we have caresses,
1: the, caresses. Uh,
0: yeah. You could say we could, <laughs> semantics there we could get into. Uh, so we find out that there is a maniac loose in Bruges who has been killing young girls and draining them of their blood. Don't know who that could be. Uh, And Stefan is strangely transfixed by this and, like, kind of wants to talk about it a lot. Um, It's like when you... It's in the
1: news. You know what I mean? They're reading the newspaper. That's where the the story that they got. And it's like, you know, people are sometimes obsessed with certain types of stories like this i think it's like very at least american phenomenon right now which is i think very strange a little bit too but or not i know we're obsessed with death culture though but like all the like podcasts that are true crime like all the like documentaries that are about that i think it's a normal fascination but the fact that it's so close by to where they're staying Mm -hmm. he's like we could just take a day trip over there and kind of go see what's going on i was like why do you want to go where the death is happening but he seems like compelled to want to be near there Mm -hmm. um, as they're hearing these stories of of, of death all around kind of where they're where they've been traveling
0: but he also says that there are more maniacs loose than one might think and gives it that kind of like could it be Stefan like is he the one killing someone because he seems kind of
1: Cagey and weird. Yeah. Like he's been especially about this whole mom thing and not right. wanting to go see her and like these fake phone calls that he's been, you know, having, you know, making to the manor saying that there's no one there. So it's like, is she about to get murdered? You're wondering if like he's going to murder his his brand new wife because that's why she doesn't know him. Yeah. It's very all the questions are up, like the cackles are up. I'm like, oh, this could be very bad for yeah, her. Yeah,
0: anybody could be hiding anything in this movie. And I think that's kind of a neat uh, way to go about it. So they go to Bruges, check it out, and uh, happen across the ne- the next victim who is being wheeled out. We get a really good sense of gurney cam, which I always love a good gurney cam. Uh, and there's this crowd around, which, you know, this, this kind of fascination with death is like, there's one thing to be listening to true crime podcasts. It's another thing to be like crowded around, exciting, wanted to see a dead body coming out of a building. Like, I can't wrap my head around that one. But, and neither can Valerie, because she's horrified by this. But Stefan, super into it, like way more into it than. You should. But he's also trying to
1: understand what everyone's saying, because they, again, he doesn't speak um, the language in the area there. And so there's an old gentleman who, like, is there who's like, oh, um, sir, like, do you not, are you a tourist here? He's like, oh, yes, you know, and he's like, this is tries to tell him what's going on. And then um, on their bus ride back, all of a sudden that same gentleman is on the bus too, looking kind of like suspicious too. So then you're like, is it this guy? Right. Like the like layers of like, who's this guy watching them? And now there's somebody kind of following them. Is he connected to Stefan? Does he know
0: him? And so this bus uh ride is, can I just mention this bus ride? Very strange. It's very short scene, but she, Valerie's upset with Stefan because she's like, it gave you pleasure to look at this dead body. Like that's very fucking weird. And then tries to get in his pants. And then he pushes she's like Are away. you
1: turned on? Well, I think she wants to see if he's, like, really turned on, right? Okay. Is that what she's, like, reaching in for maybe? And, like, just get some confirmation. But also, like, if you're turned on and, like, we're newlyweds, we just want to keep doing it. Like, it is a, one of those ambiguous
0: mm-hmm. sexy
1: moments of, like, are, she, is it, are you turned on by death? Or are you turned on by me? What is it? Let's find out.
0: Always the question. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so uh we when we come back to uh, Alona and the Countess and Alona her, her Renfield really wants to leave uh, she and-, and
1: the countess is knitting, which I yeah. just love this. I was like, oh, my God. Of course she's like knitting. She's been, you know, around for a million years. She knows how to do everything. Uh-huh. But even her way she knits is just like really beautifully. Like, like you Her know. hands are just very. Her fingers, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I was like, oh, what is she knitting next? Is she knitting these people together? Is she like, you know, like she ah. casting a spell. Like how does this all work? Anyway, um, yes.
0: So she t- the countess talks the couple into getting drinks in the lounge. And just give, you know, her behavior in this film, it's just like her body language is so sensual. She's always like, she feels like she's taking her time with what she's doing, but she's really giving you all of her attention and makes it though, even though you can tell they kind of sort of don't want to be there she just makes it so like they have to be there and just kind of transfix them more and more with her charm hypnotizes and hypnotizes them. Yes. Yeah, she's got them completely captivated under her spell. But not in, she- a, not in a way, like, not in a, a Dracula way where you're literally hypnotizing someone. This is someone where, like, you have so much beauty and charisma that they can't tear their eyes away.
1: Yeah, she's captivating. Like, she's just, like, completely captivating. And, um, you know, the way she tells the story of, like, Elizabeth and, like, all that stuff, too, and, like gets into the, um, the lore of the countess, you know, who mm-hmm. basically used all that blood. we covered the countess before. If you haven't checked that episode out it, as well, more into this crazy lady who, you know, Elizabeth like, Bathory,
0: for the monster she was really inspired some terrific art later down the line. She um, really did. So she, she talks about Elizabeth Bathory, who is the scarlet countess uh, from 300 years ago. And uh, Killed between 300 and 800 virgins to bathe and drink their blood. Uh, a woman to will stay do, young
1: forever. Mm-hmm. A woman
0: will do anything to stay young. Uh, and in this case, it actually worked. Um, so she's doing really well. So then they have this scene about, okay, so Stefan, uh, they, they kind of, Stefan is, they're talking about the countess, but talking about torturing these girls, and her, Countess and Stefan are getting. Super, super turned on by talking about torturing these girls, which is really upsetting.
1: Yeah. And Val is like freaking out because she's watching like the countess is like rubbing Stefan's shoulders and like getting like into it and like, oh, my gosh. And like, oh, and like then these girls, they were all, you know, like their necks were rugged. like the with the detail, the way she gets into it, the way she says it. It's like she's reading like an erotic novel to them, but it's literally just talking about girls being tortured. And so this is all happening. And Val is overwhelmed and like really not turned on by this just like she's disturbed but she can't look away because it's like what do you do when this is happening right in front of you yeah um and so she's ready to get the hell out of there after this moment um but um so she ends up I basically I think goes upstairs at that point and then alona the assistant dressed like freaking Wednesday freaking Adams in a cute little black dress with a white collar, uh-huh. like saunters into the room like a cute little girl and like comes on over and like walks past Stefan. And you can see right away they have, after hearing that story about this girl, there's some weird connection of this arousal that they connect on.
0: So everybody's um, kind of into everybody. And it's like I
1: fucking Stefan. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I was
0: like, okay,
1: like who's going to hook up first? Um, <laughs> Yeah
0: we have uh, So Valerie does go up to the stairs to take a shower And uh, wraps her towel around her waist Which I, I know you need tits in the movie But I just like to point out that no girl Ever in the history of time has ever like just wrapped a towel Around their waist why would you do that it, it's the it's the whole it's the whole missing
1: the, the direction. Point. Maybe it was a small towel. I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, I appreciate it for this movie. I mean, I will never say no to tits, but I would just like to point out: in real life, uh never, whatever happened.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a cinematic choice, and definitely directed by a man. um And uh, but the yeah. police also shows up around the same time too at the hotel. So we've got girl upstairs in just a towel. Downstairs, who is downstairs, Alona, like, hey, and the Countess, like, plotting. Like, there's all these different kind of things happening all at the same time.
0: Yes, and the policeman com- comes up to the Countess like, hey, I think we've met before. You look really familiar. And so she, again, kind of pawns it off. Um, we end up having... Uh, uh, Stefan and Valerie end up having a sex scene where the Alona and Countess watch, which was always, you know, that kind of sexy thing. They don't know they're being watched, but we know they're being watched. Yeah. So he eventually calls mother now this movie this this is one of the things i love about this movie is like this goes in a direction that you had not expected in any way shape or form uh because mother is uh, a gentleman who i believe is his lover daddy something yeah
1: yeah I, I honestly i was like i was like they leave it real just open-ended and you're just like Okay, is this like just some weird family thing? I was like, is are they also a family of like vampires? Like, what's the what's the situation? They you never get an answer to this. Like your brain, like my brain, like goes a million ways. Because seeing this again, I was like, I still don't know who he is really. Yeah, you know what I mean though. Like he seems like a lover. He seems flamboyant and like you know happy to be called called your mother. Um, and but I, I, also could just be like a friend pawning it off on him. Do you know what I mean? Though, like, or yeah. some there's some sort of connection though.
0: Um, and he does say because when you know Stefan says he's married, there's just kind of a pause, and he said, "I think that that's unrealistic." So he's like, okay, so we assume that Stefan is perhaps not uh, straight then, and his how like now trying like this is like his effort to be straight, and mother's like, "What are you doing?" Just
1: was a whim, you know what yeah. I mean? Though, like he was just like, "Well, I just thought I could be married for a minute, like." I know she. Did. I don't love her. She knows that. You know what I mean, though. Like I've already said as much.
0: Yeah. So, but we do have a mother sends regards. So whoever this figure is, and you can decide for yourself, uh, is is mother is mother the infamous mother. So this isn't. I feel like you didn't need that in the movie. It could have literally just been a lady, and it would have been fine. But I like that it doesn't do that.
1: Right, but there also felt like there was like a bunch of symbols in that moment too, because he's like holding a lily in his hand. Um, the mother character, um. And um, yeah, I mean, he's like, did, you, did I do something foolish? Like the way he talks with this character, like mm-hmm. Stefan is asking these questions. Um, it is really interesting. And I, I like that weird spin that has on this movie because then it makes you just wonder everything feels off kilter even more so. Mm-hmm. Like what's really real? Was he part of the plot to get her out here to this place? Yeah. You know what I mean, though? Like was he actually like hypnotized at some point and sent to bring her here? Was this all a ruse to get Val in this one spot?
0: Interesting. I never thought of that. That's a cool. Mm-hmm. That's a cool th- uh, theory. So, the, as but as Stefan hangs up, he becomes so infuriated by the conversation he's had with Mother that he starts beating Valerie badly with his belt in a thunderstorm. Uh, and it's terrible and falls asleep with the belt still in his hand. Like,
1: mm. yeah. So trigger of that domestic violence. It's pretty bad.
0: Yes. And this is like, yeah. this is when, like oh, you've been married for like two days and then you've decided you don't want to be married anymore. This is why this is why this happens. So like Stefan is somebody who you're all like, he's so sexy but you're just like there's something wrong with you and it this like you're getting more and more what's wrong with him as the movie goes out and yeah, so and already not
1: going to fix it no, <laughs> like it's, it's not. like one of those things where she, I think she thought like maybe this will bring us closer or like I don't know but it, it's it's certainly not
0: but good for um, good for Valerie because she immediately is like nope bye
1: yeah, when they wake up the next morning like, yeah, she, like she's she, ready to go I'm out. going to the
0: station I'm mean, good for you man out of that situation and so this movie almost could take a different turn because Valerie almost gets on the train, but the Countess just kind of intercepts. Is like, no, no, we'll find. Just come back. We'll talk about it. Everything's okay. Like, you got
1: to work it out. It's only been two days, you know. Like marriage is difficult. Like you don't, you know. You should
0: just tell her. You should just tell her right there. Be like, dude, he beat me with the strap. I'm done. That's it. We're done. I but that, like that hypnotism. It wouldn't have even.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't have even mattered. I think at this point, because I still think she would still try to figure out a way. Um, as sometimes that happens with terrible abusive relationships, people don't always understand, you know, when you're trying to leave as well. Oof. So, Um, so
0: while they're off at the station, Alona goes to see Stefan and they have some sexy, sexy times, some sexy fun
1: pretty hot that's like the probably one of the that that scene was very good
0: um and uh (laughs) a a terry stamp of approval that one what do you have in your notes do you have something
1: i liked it no i just was like that was nice like i think that's all i said i was just like alona goes after stefan uh while the countess goes after after uh you know val basically it's like they are like because um and val had val but um the countess is like You go here, do your job, Alona. You know what to do, basically. She like had already made a plan with her. Sure. So the plan is in motion. So they're both doing their part of
0: like, Mm -hmm. you know, seducing one one half of the couple. Um, And I feel like Alona probably gets this job a lot and probably despises this part of the job a lot. And I think that this but today I think she's into him. So this is probably – she's probably enjoying this today. But normally, Ah. like, it always has to be this distraction. So, like – because we're not really clear what she's unhappy with is – Because she never really says, like, why she wants to leave. But we just know the countess won't let her. Well, she says,
1: he frightens me. That's one of the things she says. And the countess is like, yeah, yeah, you look terrified. Like, are you going to be okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And they do have a conversation just about, like, how she feels in the relationship. But she doesn't talk about details about, like, he freaking beat me and wailed on me last night with a belt. And I'm I'm ready to go. And he doesn't say he loves me. She doesn't say any of those details that we've already seen and witnessed. But she just was basically, like, he frightens me. I don't understand him. I don't want to really be around him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about the Countess that she's compelled with. Um, so we and have the... the Countess also reads Val's palm as well too. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where she like projects a little too. And you know, um, she ends up kissing it like after she basically says that Stefan's gonna die, kind of a thing. I was Yeah, like, oh, and she okay. says
0: the Countess says soon you'll love me as I love you now. Uh, but Valerie says I despise you. You're disgusting. So she says no. You must be nice to me. Uh she's she's got this like the the persona she has is so sweet almost even though she's so evil underneath uh and so value tries to run but the countess is there every at every step she turns in doing that vampire magic and just kind of appearing wherever Uh, And then we have this scene where the Stefan and Lona decide to have a little post-sex shower together. Sounds nice. Well, Stefan is in the shower and
1: she's just watching. So they're not actually in it together, but he implores her to get in and she's like, no, I don't really want to be in there. I'm just, you know, enjoying watching. And he grabs her and kind of forces her. Um, So this is again, his like, you know, his like Pushing and I'm just like oh lack of
0: consent moment again with him. Yes, trying and he, to push
1: this girl to do something, but
0: she's freaking out in a way more than you would freak out than getting into a normal shower. So I think this is one of those cases of vampires don't like water, or generally like can't cross water. Like I know that Dracula's okay in the water in the boat because he has his soil and stuff, but there is mm-hmm. like a water vampire thing. So I don't know oh, if that's okay. what this is.
1: I wasn't sure if it was that or if she knew what was supposed to happen next because I feel oh. like part of the plan is also what's about to happen to her. Okay. So maybe she was avoiding that. I'm not sure. Really? I, th- I thought f-
0: I feel like this is an accident.
1: Um but I think it can go I think either she's way. She's supposed to frame him. I think she's supposed to frame him for that police oh. to go with all these stories because he's been following the murders, the police has been coming and checking in,
0: oh. has him as a
1: prime suspect. They need to frame him again so that he it's ah, taken away. I, th- okay. I. That's what I thought. Anyway, I like that yeah. theory
0: much better. Uh, so mm-hmm. she accidentally cuts her palm on his razor, and then ends up having this kind of stumble fuck moment into the bathroom where she falls backwards onto his razor, which is sticking straight up on the ground and just kind of impales her from the back, and she's dead, instantaneously. Pretty bad dead. Yep. You so some, I was that's why I had a question, like, did
1: she sacrifice herself? I was like, oh, no, like accident or was it on purpose? So that was
0: my question on that, too. So, yeah. And then um, and that's when and I like when horror movies do this, where you have that juxtaposition because she was naked and sexy just a couple of seconds ago. And now she's naked and dead. And you're like, oh, no, not sexy anymore. And now it's just this naked body that looks sad and bloody. Only for a particular
1: audience. Anyways, um... well, <laughs> Stefan's
0: into it. I mean, Steph, yeah. uh, Steph, as we know. But we uh, we do and uh, now we back to kind of Valerie has given in to this vampire hypnotism and we get our our kiss between Countess and Valerie. I mean, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. it's pretty hot.
0: <sighs>
1: yeah, she kisses her like Countess kisses Val, and it's pretty beautiful. And um, and they have a little bit of blood blood on the
0: mouth. She's always mm-hmm. like a little sexy, little a nourishment,
1: mm-hmm. little nourishment. And so she's like, okay, well, I've got her big. Cape. They walk into. With the cape, yeah, and
0: plus the cape yeah. around her,
1: she's like, "Okay, hey, we have to get rid of the body. Um, don't be calling the police; like that's not going to help us in this situation. They're just gonna gonna be bad for Stefan." And I was like, "Yep." So um, they were like, "Okay, she just takes control." I was like, "This is what we're gonna do." Yeah. So they, they, you know, it's a
0: real switch in her personality, right? Because she has mm-hmm. been like so kind of. Uh, Acting quite submissive and acting quite sweet and quite charming, and now it's just barking orders like, "What are you doing? Do this thing. Get over here. Grab the sheet. Not this one. That one," and just knows that now they have to because they ha- they're running out of time, right? Because they only have until sunrise.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: they end up driving him out to a beach, um, driving them all out to the beach, and making Stefan dig the grave with his hands.
1: With his hands in the sand, I was like, "Are you?" That seems very ineffective as you're trying to race the time and race the clock, you know, of, of sunrise or whatever. But but, but good for a punishment. Feel-
0: good for saying oh, like, yeah. "You just killed this person. Great, you get to dig their grave with your hands, so you'll never forget that."
1: Exactly. So he's digging that shallow grave and um, digging and digging and digging and digging. Um, and then, um, the countess kicks him in like towards the end with Ilona and like Val actually helps get him out of the grave. Like, no, no, no. Like I don't want him to die too, but the countess already knows he's next. Yeah. Like, so, so we she's could just kill two birds up. with
0: one stone here. Just like, like, can we yeah. just do this now? Uh, so they end up uh, getting back there, but the, the detective is still have been, has been watching from the hotel. He rode so. a bicycle
1: like down by uh-huh. the beach
0: near them. And yeah. she bonks him off the bike with her car.
1: Runs him like, off the road. Yeah.
0: You know, if he can go down, that'd be great too. Uh, and then Valer goes into the countess's room. Uh, they get in uh, bed together and the countess talks about, you know, men and how all men want are slaves. And so, why would you want to be with a man? Uh, but she, uh, Countess, also has just wants slaves. Yeah, but <laughs> Countess has Valerie as her slave, and I am like, but, but that's the same thing. <laughs> all you want is Renfield. Like that's all you're lining up is another Renfield. Oh and no, you've gone from hot Renfield to hot Renfield. I mean, this. I mean, this is why the lesbian vampire genre is king because you, you know, Renfield is always the best character in any vampire movie, bar none. But then when you have hot, hot lesbian vampire Renfield, I mean, five stars
1: into it. Into it, so yeah. So um, Stefan uh, is is they they end up having to kill him.
0: <laughs> yes, they have you know this plan with the with a, a dinner and the suite and the whole bit. And we have this incredibly gorgeous sparkly dress that she comes in and that is
1: silvered gown. Goodness, this dress it literally looks like it's like a disco ball like fell from the sky and like glittered all over her body, and it's just like. And she, the way she walks in it, the way the light dances off of her. Yes. Honestly, this dress, like, it's it can rule the world. Like, I think you just put this <laughs> dress somewhere and people would be like, oh, no, like, graven image, like, she'll bow down to it. Like, it's, like, Yes. worth worship. This and Her and this dress combined, devastating. Yeah, my parents, both
0: both of them, when she walked in the room in this dress, they went, Wow. <gasps>
1: that's exactly the effect you get it's a gasp worthy holy cow if you have not seen this movie folks by this point i highly recommend just stop just for this moment go look look at look at or even just look at this image like yeah honestly just for that moment it's so beautiful so we have a a really a
0: really creative death here i like it um they because you know countess is roping valerie into this murder and so they have a big heavy glass dome that would like sit over like a cake or something and mm-hmm. just smash it on his face to the point where it breaks in half and then take the halves and slit his wrists and then both drink his blood. So it's very effective. They both get the nourishment they need. Stefan's going to die anyway, so everyone wins here. And now we got to bury a someone else though.
1: Yeah, so they have to get the body so they pushed over the side of the ledge and then they get their they get the um get it to go dispose of the body and they dispose of him. But then they're driving and trying to beat daybreak as they go to their next, wherever they need to go next, their next adventure, their mm-hmm. next location, because they need to leave that place because bodies are all behind them now. Yes. And the policeman has already caught on, caught on to this. And mm-hmm. so they need to escape the policeman and, and escape this. So Elizabeth is like, drive, drive, drive. The faster, like, drive faster, faster. drive, have to be the sun. So the sunlight, they drive and don't drive and the, drive. Don't let the light catch me, Val. Don't let the light catch me. Uh,
0: and then as they come around a turn, the, the sun is coming up and, and blinds them momentarily. The car goes out of control, smashes. Uh, Elizabeth is ejected from the car and impaled real bad. Uh, and then the car starts to burn and she starts to burn. And you're like, well, a impaled as a vampire. You're pretty much dead. B set on fire. Yeah, that's a double dead. That's no problem. You're totally that's totally a double dead. tap, double tap. It is yeah. dead and dead. Um, and then, but with, then we cut to you're like, oh, well, that's a sad ending. Uh, but then we cut to a few months later, where we run into Valerie, who happens to be wearing the same sweet cape that Elizabeth wears. Got seems to be Kate. talking in her voice and same old tricks, picking up this newlywed couple, just being like, hello, let me let me show you around. So, uh, you
1: know, I- she'll be great friends, like saying almost like verbatim what she said to them at the beginning of the movie. So it's like a full circle moment. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that vampire got to live on in this
0: next vampire. Yeah. She made a new one and passed it on. So, yeah. So it's kind of this. I think, you know, this is an interesting to, way to do the, the v- vampire thing is like you. At some point, can kind of transfer yourself into somebody else's body and now just carry on as that person. Uh, so she, it wasn't actually a Renfield. I think, I think for me, I thought the like in Brooklyn.
1: Brooklyn, yeah, it is
0: like Vampire in Brooklyn. And it, mm-hmm. uh, I think for me, it was like I felt she she did want Valerie to be her Renfield. That was the intention. But in this final moment, where she's like, "Oh no," she realizes what's about to happen. She can just kind of transfer herself quickly into her and then survive. That was my yeah. take.
1: Yeah, so she can go on a, go on a little bit longer. So yeah, she's like, I guess I'm done with this body. Next. That one's pretty hot, too. We'll take I'm, it. I mean, Valerie's,
0: you know, nothing. she's beautiful, but I mean... To, she's not to, the same as She's that, not the same to, to destroy that body. But, you know, and she's been in that body, as far as we know, for 300 years. Yep. Or however long. But if you can just get a new one, then why would you not? Yeah, So So uh, I highly recommend this movie. I think it's really great. I think it's a really unique feel a really erotic thing that has a lot of very very specific and bizarre things about it that i really enjoy it doesn't seem like a a traditional vampire film
1: yeah there's a lot of fun surprises i think for sure within the genre that i i don't feel like i've ever seen before but i saw this with you um want to do some gore factor
0: i am going to gore it up number one not enough blood to fill a dixie cup Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. We give Daughters of Darkness a three for gore, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. We got Alona's death, which is a little bit bloody. We got some blood drinkage and bowlage. Bowled over, yes, Steph- one might say. Bowled over, yes, <laughs> Stefan
1: got bowled over, it's true, by uh, a big old bull death. <laughs> all right uh how about movie ratings so we have all these chainsaws here one if you're desperate two barely qualifies as a horror film three scene worse seen better four not too shabby five fantastic oracle i give daughters of darkness a four i think it's super beautiful um fun uh the pacing's great it surprises you on lots of different turns and corners love this movie
0: i give this movie a five fantastic oracle yeah. i love it so much and honestly This performance is one of the most mesmerizing I've ever seen. It really is so incredible. I love it. I couldn't recommend it more. Please watch Daughters of Darkness. It is online available for you to stream. Next week, we are continuing our lesbian vampire round with Vampiros Lesbos. Hey. Hey, that sounds real specific. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like it belongs in this round, does it not?
1: (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. If we didn't do this one, I'd be worried. So I'm really excited to cover this one with you this next week. You guys check us out on all the internets. Talk to us about your favorite vampire lesbian movies. We'd love your suggestions and to know what else you uh, are watching out there, what you think about this film. And this beautiful performance, let us know if you've seen it um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our Patreon. Um, And we have merch at our Teespring store. You can check that out. Hope you all have a wonderful week, and we will talk with you again real soon.
0: Hope you're ready for some Vampiros Lesbos.
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. I would like to be handsomely rewarded with some Vampiros Lesbos. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye.